Yo, 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 what's up? I'm Chico. I'm Nyam. And I'm Gavani. And this is... Oh, okay. P-R-C. Beep, 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 beep. Meh, 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 I think if uh, all else fails, we can just become DJs. Actually, For background sure. background vocal BGVs. We can make their sounds. We can be the people who say, "Oh my God, it's DJ." <laughs> DJ, yeah. please don't stop the music. <laughs> Where do they always have like a really suggestive babe in the mix? I know, I know. She's always like DJ. I know. I'm like, hey. Is it necessary? <laughs> who decided? <laughs> who I did, mean, who really decided? Please. We are just here for How the is music. This an industry standard, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what matatu you're in, what anything. It is an yeah. industry Please, it's standard. It's not even only in the. It's not really matatus. It's like you're in the club, and then you just hear DJ insert name here on the ones and twos. Oh. That's my song. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so Even on those YouTube mixes, like just somewhere yeah. randomly. Yeah. It's always That's our in career. the gym. We're always in the gym and then you just hear, it's a middle of song. And you know, when, when the DJ is talking, then you're oh, DJ. You're like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like anyway. that's the better one is like, you know, that song that went viral because of that DJ talking on top of the track which one i am so obsessed you know Uh (laughs) i don't think i've seen that one yeah i have to send it to you when you sing my baby my My valentine Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah how are you how was your week uh recap my week was good. It Recap. was very exhausting because um we were what were we doing? <laughs> Are you hearing the way I'm even yawning on the podcast? Um my girls had a performance on Friday, so that means that we had a lot of practice this week. We had eight practices, meaning mornings, nights, morning, nights, morning, nights. Um, because it's basketball season, we don't have any court space to practice in the afternoons because obviously the basketball teams have practice. Um so mm-hmm. we practice in some random hallway in the school. And then um, in our morning practices is when we can go to the court and figure out our spacing and everything. So the girls worked really hard. I'm so proud of them. The performance was fire. They killed it, slayed it, ate it up. Um, I saw you complaining about a 6.30 a.m. Practice, yeah. Practice, yeah. I, I complain about them every single time I schedule them, but like, what am I? What am I going to do? There's no other option. What can you do? That's really? the only time we can I, get the court. You know. Yeah. You yeah. can't kick a basketball off their own court. The TikTok. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, we made a TikTok. I made a TikTok with my girls. It was my TikTok so debut. Cool. Um, hey, you look for, like a Beyonce. Beyonce, I look like a Beyonce. If you I want to see the video, I think I put it in my teacher life highlights on my Instagram. Um, they were like, cool. Coach, 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 you have to do it with us. Person. And I was like, Lord, 
when did when did my life come to this? Although Loki, I was like, yeah, let's get it, let's get it. But you know, you have to act like you don't want it. Loki, anyways, yeah. Loki, Haiki. Yeah. Journeys like Megan, can I borrow them for the next month? Oh yes, I, I have Megan news, and I showed my Megan news in the TikTok. Yeah, I'm trying to start squatting heavy. I need knees like those. My yeah, knees. you got it. You've been squatting deeper than you've ever squatted. That's um, true. I was, and then I haven't been to the gym in a while. But, um, lol. Ah, it's called muscle memory. Your muscle memory will memorize. My skills. Exactly. Gather new how your week? My week was interesting. Is this the week I was sick? <laughs> I think I think I was sick for like two days. Yes, it was. Two days. Mm. Anyway, I had another cough over there. I'm sure you had it already. But yeah, it's been quite a dramatic time. I haven't been sick in so long. And also we closed the office. Hallelujah. Fun times, fun times. God is so good. So um, we're done for um, the year. Well, we're working virtually this coming week. And then we'll be back in the office in January, though. But then it's that thing of, you know, like now because I don't have to, like, travel to the office. It's just knowing, like, I have, like, an extra one day, two day, or one hour. See me saying one day, two day. One hour, hour and a half of sleep because I don't have to consider, like, transit time. Yeah. It's giving me such joy because in the week that means, like, I'm getting, like, an extra five hours of sleep. Ideally four, because we Excellent. have a sleep on, th- on Friday. But, like, that extra four hours of sleep is just like, doesn't it feel like Christmas? Doesn't it feel like Christmas? <laughs> that's, wow. that's, first of all, that song is superior to other Christmas songs. Um, on 100%. Mariah, I say, it's time. Oh my, but, <laughs> Mariah, wait, 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 I have a question. Gabani, what's your favorite Christmas song? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That is the hardest question I've ever been asked in my life. <laughs> She's Literally, a- that's Gabani's favorite genre. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to pick. I can't pick a favorite Christmas song. It depends. What is my mood? Where am I? I mean, I need more information to be able to. Oh my god! I'm so stressed. Okay, so here, here, here. It is the morning of your birthday. You are. There's a lot of sunshine outside, but it's also Christmas season. What song are you playing? Can I pick an album? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. Why not? So it's sunny outside. If I'm doing that, I'm picking. Not Merry Christmas. I'm picking Merry Christmas 2 of Mariah Carey, the full album, um, mm-hmm. because uh-huh. just the songs on it. But if I have to pick one of her songs, traditional Christmas, it would be Hack the Herald, Mariah's version, mm-hmm. very specifically with the choir. Mm-hmm. If it's old school Christmas, if it's like a, a cappella ish, there's a pentatonics. Um, I'll be home for Christmas. I think is the song. Anyway, that vibes. But then also, I forgot about pentatonics. There is what's the Chris Brown one? Is it Chris Brown? Hanging on the mistletoe. No. Yes. Yeah. And this Christmas. Christmas. Uh huh. Yes. Who is it who did the acapella version? Those men. 
God bless them. Hallelujah. I've May never heard. It's that I've song belongs to Chris Brown. There's someone else who did it. Yes, and they did an acapella Even PJ Morton has sweet. done a really good version. PJ's version is also really good. But there's an acapella version with just five men that sound like, you know, when boys to men used to be boys to men and that guy used to come, we boys, we boys, we boys. that guy, oh my God. <laughs> Praise them. I hate and that I know what you're meaning. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I will say again, then, um, how was he doing? Hmm. Uh, remind us. <laughs> <laughs> we belong together. <laughs> and it's oh, oh my god. Hey. Come back. Come back. Come back. Oh. That guy, you know, just before the song does a although we've caught that guy. Oh, in Uncle Sam's, it was. Okay. Um, what's the one that he was like, you've always loved me? Before the, I received a letter. It's just like, I just want to be with it. You had to speak. So that it gives <laughs> I love how he says yeah. the same thing in every song. According to Gazzoni. Yeah. <laughs> According to Gazzoni. It's, the, it's, it's the like she's I just in tongues and she's just on the same thing. I just want to... <laughs> guys, I just want to... Be it's because, guys, it's, guys, it's because they used to talk so low, you couldn't hear anything. Just be... Okay, let me see what they'd start. I just want to... No, no, no. Yeah, Gazzoni would just hear the I just want to... <laughs> baby girl wow <laughs> anyway I know you understand what I'm saying but traditional Christmas mm-hmm. Maria Carey's Hack the Herald is superior to anybody's anything okay that song mm. is magnificent oh mm. it's so good wow. anyway that was the hardest thing I have so many so many yeah, what's your favorite Christmas one then? also really good um, I feel like it's this Christmas. I just feel like it's very funky. A particular um, version or just the song in general? I like the song in general. I don't know that I've ever listened to a version I hated, honestly, which tells me I like the song. Uh, hmm. Uh, but I also yeah, like right. Mariah's albums. So the the albums I have on replay are like Mariah's yeah. Merry Christmas one and two, um, Michael Bublé, um, and PJ Morton. Those yeah. are the ones like I can listen from start to finish each time with no stress. Um, I used to have the the you know the Kenyan Christmas one. I used to have the CD, but now oh, I, I love that. Oh, and I, I love that. really, I wish really they loved put it on Spotify. You can play it on. You can play right? it on. Where did I find it? YouTube. Mudundo. Mudundo had it. I found it last year. Eh, that's where I'm that, going that to That album was so, so good. Online. It's such yeah. an excellent album. That one in that yeah, album, so that's, Away that's in a Manger was a magnificent. Correct. Away in a Manger, hey. even like Noel, the first Noel. Yes. yes. Hey, all that of whole them. album was fire. straight fire. Yeah. Hey, but Away in a Manger, because the harmonies that guy did, it's I think I like that thing. He has that bass for those guys. Anyway. <laughs> Hey, my favorite Christmas song is non-existent. However, oh no, 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 no. I think honestly, what a bitch. my favorite what a Christmas song, I would say is Oh Holy Night. 
there's just something about that mm. song that's just so beautiful it the way it's right. written mm-hmm. it just makes me Great. feel really it makes me feel things sel at selena gomez what's the other one called the other Sel- Ariana. No, <laughs> Sel- Celine Dion. <laughs> oh my god i said um, same age nyam caught the connection okay. um my dear Celine, Celine, same thing <laughs> i said selena gomez um, Celine Dion's <laughs> version of oh holy night is so good yeah it's also so beautiful it's so yeah. good oh, but my favorite album Oh, you have to listen to it. It's so in the background music and everything. It's just one of those tear the house down. I like Mariah's like, kind of mini. Haven't had Mariah's imagine. Mm. Oh my god, please do it immediately. Yeah. But my favorite albums would choice. be mm. Mm. My favorite albums would be the Michael Bublé one, the one for it's beginning mm. to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. I love that album. Yeah. I can listen to it from beginning so to end I. also. And Correct. also the Ariana Grande one with like the Santa oh, Tell. I didn't know she has a Christmas like, album. Like mistletoe. Under the mistletoe. Is it called Under the Mistletoe or something? It's called mistletoe. It's called mistletoe. Mm. I see what you're mistletoe. saying. Mistletoe. Come and kiss me, baby. We don't need no mistletoe. I love that song. Yeah. So Ariana Grande's album is also fire. Mm. My suggestion There's is also one Christmas song. Also. Those songs are fire. Yeah, but Pentatonix, I think for me is a little washed out. There was a there was a season, maybe five Damn. years, where Pentatonix was just owning Christmas. You know what I mean? The only reason I, I like them is because they have the old guy. I still am obsessed with the old bass guy. Nothing yeah, the anyone, old bass. Yeah, but the old guy, Avi Kaplan, that guy knew his. Oh, my God! He did. What a he did. Yeah. I think I've just listened to the Pentatonics mm-hmm. ones way too much that now I'm just kind of like, ah, whatever. But then some of those albums just are classics and you can go back to them over and over. Yeah. True. Mm. So good. Nyam, how was your week? Whoa, what a digression. <laughs> Surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, my week, my week was good. It was a bit hectic in the beginning of the week. I think I had mentioned last uh, episode we were... <laughs> Doing student review. Wow. Oh my god. Are you okay? Manjiko, are you okay? <coughs> hey. Shauri, what's happening? Yeah, that's because we were laughing at Gadoni coughing fine. last week. <laughs> Sorry. Um if my god is fine, it says I just swallowed my mother the wrong way. a table before your enemies. First and foremost, I was literally just having this conversation today about how when you're older, you can literally just be minding your business and suddenly choke almost to death on your own matter. Like literally. I've been sitting sometimes and just been like, wow, is that my life flashing before me? Like out of nowhere, it's like my throat just decided they didn't know how to swallow. Wow. Anyway. Um, I can that and my legs. Name. Sometimes I feel like my legs, <laughs> my legs just literally just buckle and give up, and I'm like, I am one step away from a broken leg. True. <laughs> well, anyway, so Whoa. student assignment support was heavy. Gadani, please don't, don't. Um, student assignment support was I heavy in the beginning of the week, said. so it was hectic. Yeah, I knew you were going to. That's what she said, huh? No, I left. When her legs buckled, I said, it's okay. 
<laughs> I had already she said about her throat. So I knew it was already top of mind. I didn't need to say it again. Thank you. But now that you anyway. have brought us here, it is what she said for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um yeah, but I had a good week. Spent some time with my friends and their babies. Um I love being a tata. Um yeah, so it was fun. Uh so am I to spin the wheel? You're ready? Spin it. Go ahead. Spin it. Is there a Christmas version of spin in the season? I'll find one for the last episode. Gonna have to be like, the mistletoe is spinning <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> I've refused you. You refused? I don't know what is happening. Okay, Uh-huh. That it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning, but it's spinning silently. Um, I guess it has chosen. Wow, in my sights again. Silent well, not again. Night. Oh, in my sights. Hey, so in my sights, in my sights is um the closing of school. I am over it. I'm sick of it. I'm tired. So I'm ready for vacation. I have two more weeks of school until break. And me and Christian have planned zero, neither, nothing for our Christmas break. Like it's been too much of a hectic year. We're just going to sit in our house for Christmas. And maybe we'll go for that dinner. That makes sense. I think we're going to probably go. We talked about going to like a Brazilian steakhouse for like dinner. To do like mm. the... In it what? Churras Korea. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> what are you saying? Why did it sound like you are speaking Kikuyu? What it's called? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like we are going to Korea. You know, it sounds like a town in Yeri, man. We're going to go to the Korea for Christmas. Mm. That's such a Kikuyu. Mm. Is there going to be a one-man guitar? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what we're doing. All right. Me, Tadash, what's what what in your sight? Because when you're nakanga, in my sights is um oh my god, you guys! <laughs> Next week on Monday is the most important day of my whole year. It's so great. Um, I, in my excellence as a Sagittarius child, I'm turning thirty-five. Oh my god! Wow, the twelfth of December. And it's gonna be my fifth anniversary with my child because I met him on my thirtieth birthday. Oh my god, such big things! I'm so excited. I'm just like tingling in my toes. Let me tell you, I miss <laughs> my birthday. Ask me what I'm doing. I don't know, but for what? I tell you, gonna be memorable because I am. Um, Nene, it's my holiday. I deserve it. I'm so great. So I gonna. You are, gang. Good for yeah. you. So, in my sights is myself. Because <laughs> his birthday is on Jamuri Day. So, wish her happy birthday on Jamuri Day. Yeah, on 12th you... December, yeah. I'll be accepting Mpesa in 35. So, 3535 $35, 35 shillings. <laughs> whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh my God. Yeah, 35 cents. I don't care. Just send 35. Mpesa is open. Um, Thank you for coming <laughs> to my TED Talk. 
Woo. That's actually such That's a good serious. idea. I'm going to tell people that for my birthday. Yeah, but it actually happened for me this year. Let's just do like thirty-five dollars. Did it? That's cool. Yeah, um, someone sent me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what a hera beach. <laughs> beach said. No, it was not forty, <laughs> but I got a a a, a version of thirty-seven. Um, so, but I was like, by 38, it's now going to be like 38,000. By like 40, it's going to have to be 40 million if you're sending me money. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a time. Okay. If you're what a time yeah, to be alive. Uh, excuse me, Cornel. Yes, I do not talk like that around here. Excuse me, go home. Bye. Wow. Go. Get out. Hi, Cornelius. If you're going to talk to me like that, you have to leave my room. Wow. <laughs> She asked like an African mother would. Who are you talking she to like said, that? I brought get you this wealth. I can take you out. You better she not said, speak boy. with that chest. Take that bass out of your chest. Exactly. Who are you talking <laughs> to? Take that tone What's somewhere tone? else. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Wow. Cornelius, mm. has he come to lick you? Oh, okay. Anyway. He's just staring at me like, sorry, mom. Good That's boy. a good boy. Nyam, what is in your sights? Apart from my well, birthday. for me, I am looking forward to a getaway for Christmas. I'm actually really excited. Wow. Um, Just keep going. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I haven't been to the coast. I was going to say in a while, but yeah, it's, it's a little over a year. Um, you know, I went from like not going to oh, the yeah, coast yeah. for like, 13 oh, years right. to going at least once every year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Just some like downtime. Uh, things have already started kind of tapering down in terms of, you know, I hadn't gone to like Mombasa or general South Coast, North Coast, like for 13 years. Yeah, maybe I even longer first, than the last time she went years. was in camp. It was longer. Yeah, I had gone for camp. It's longer than 13 years. I, the last time I had gone before 2018, I think was uh, mm -hmm. Shimba Hills camp. And Shimba Hills, to be honest, doesn't even count as being in the coast, honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah that was, I, I went from... Mm -hmm. Just because I'm a girl. <laughs> Go ahead, Kazani. Nonsense. Actually, on that note, uh, maybe we should get into the episode. Episode, Lord. Yeah. Um, there is no trigger warning this week. Um, yeah, good. Enjoy. With my neighbor's car. I'm sorry, it's so loud. Anyway, but yeah, no trigger warning. This week, no trigger warning. So we hope you enjoy this episode. For sure. Today, what we're going to be talking about is, um, I'm calling it imposter syndrome, um, but we're going to put it in the book that I had talked about a few weeks ago. That is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he basically breaks down, this book is heavy, so we can't cover a lot of the book in like one episode. It feels like it would be a series, but... Mm. Um, I was interested to hear what you guys thought about his thoughts. 
<laughs> because um, his idea is this. He introduces this thing called upper limit problems, which in his theory is that everyone has a certain level of happiness or success that they can accept before they feel like they're unworthy. And the second they get to that level, they start self-sabotaging, not necessarily planning it, but they start to do things in their life that would cause there to be like strife, right? So mm. the description is when you're attaining higher levels of success, you often create personal dramas in your life that cloud your world with unhappiness and prevent you from enjoying your enhanced success. So ideally, it's this thing of, you know, how everyone always tells you, um, I've had great two weeks, something bad is about to happen, mm. right? So the theory is something bad doesn't have to happen, but it's our brains that, like, when we are, because they're, they're wired to protect us. When everything is going well, it's like something bad is about to happen. I need to, like, live in the chaos that I understand. So in whatever sense, like maybe your business starts doing well and then now you start causing chaos in your house with your husband, but there needs to be chaos somewhere, basically. So that is what we're going to be talking about. And I will specifically, okay, um, go through the barriers that he explains. Um, he says there are four barriers that normally would determine what your upper limit problem is or what trigger your upper limit problem so the second you trigger this barrier then your body goes oh my god must revert must go back must like go back to me like i don't deserve this i can't be doing this mm. yeah so um like i mentioned there are four barriers i'll read out the barrier and then because you guys have read the book i just want you guys to let me know if you thought like which one you thought you were I'll read mm. one and then you're like, facts or nah. Oh, we're ready. Okay. Nah, I mean, we got you, babe. Got you. Thanks so very much. So, hidden barrier number one is feeling fundamentally flawed. So, it is, I cannot expand to my full creative genius because something is fundamentally wrong with me. Um, you feel like there's something bad, wrong, or flawed about you. You find yourself grappling with that issue and you break through to greater love and financial abundance. And then a voice admonishes you from deep within and it's like, you shouldn't be this happy because you're flawed. Um, so basically, you believe that you are undeserving. You believe that you can't be successful. And like I mentioned, it's not something that you consciously think about. It's innately like just part of who you are as a being so the idea mm -hmm. is to figure out your barriers because then if you know what your barrier is you can then better recognize it when something happens right mm -hmm. so like i said the first one is feeling fundamentally flawed um so for example given that i am fundamentally flawed or wrong or bad how can I possibly be this happy, rich, and creative? Hmm. Did you guys feel like for any way, sense, or form, this is one of the barriers that you guys experience? Like, do you feel fundamentally flawed? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
you use more words. Chico is like, no, next. Um, no, I did not feel fundamentally flawed because I know I have flaws. However, I work really hard to make sure that those are not barriers in whatever I do. So I feel like I've consciously made an effort to make sure that I don't feel like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't feel like that one was really targeted or like I didn't relate much to that one. Yeah. Mm. So first also, the thing I found interesting is he was talking about barriers base, being based on fears or false beliefs that you develop early in life, mm-hmm. which yeah. I thought was like so similar to um, what we were talking about, like in terms I wrote of that attachment down. styles. Yeah. Right? yeah. I yeah, yeah. So, it's so crazy that um, that happens in your life is like zero to eighteen months, right? Mm-hmm. This is why it's so it's crucial annoying. for like people who are having children to understand this kind of thing before, like, yes. like you know. I just anyway. broke my toenail. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Well, um, so this feeling fundamentally flawed again you know me i have issues with how it sounds because i don't feel like i'm fundamentally flawed but there's some ways that he explained it in which i was like i can see how i have part of this barrier now i don't think it would show up so much in um love uh or creativity but i think professionally because he was talking about like how um this barrier brings with it like a fear of failure yeah so then you start to feel like even if you express your genius um it might not be good enough but it's because you've put a a standard of genius um that maybe is also not attainable so um this idea of if you play it safe if you stay small then you will fail small um i felt like i could identify with that so it's not so much in the feeling that i am flawed but uh sometimes that fear of failure can can get me like in my overthinking space. Now, I Mm -hmm. think I've broken this barrier in some ways. Like I think about like the baking business. Um, I think I wasn't afraid to fail. You know, sometimes I'm just like, Sawa, let's do it. Um, Let's go. Cookie bite, kume bite. You know, if it fails, it fails. Um, But I'm going to throw everything at it or that kind of situation. However, I feel like sometimes, especially with my consulting work, I still have some work to do in that, you know, to just like aim for, because I am smart. I am, I know my stuff. Um, so it's, it's that not playing it safe or not playing it small because then, you know, the risks are lower. Um, so that's the part I felt like I identified with in his description of the barrier of, you know, feeling fundamentally flawed. So it's not that I feel flawed, but sometimes I'm in my head a lot, um, with that fear of failure of what if it doesn't work, you know? Um, that makes yeah, sense. So that's, that's what I thought. I feel that way no, really? for my creativity because mm-hmm. it's that thing of if I express it in a big way, would it be good enough, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why you find like I have videos, upon videos, upon videos that are unedited just sitting because I'm just like, okay, the second they're taken out and become public, like... I think they're good enough, but if everyone else doesn't believe that they are, mm. then I will fail and then very publicly and then it's very, you know, like embarrassing. And that I feel like is dumb, but you know that where you're like, I know what I'm doing mm. and I know that it's wrong. 
and I can tell that I'm limiting myself, then this is where I was like, it falls into imposter syndrome where it's like, I know I can do it, but I don't Hold feel on. like I'm worthy enough. But do you feel like you're scared of failure or scared of failing publicly? It's the fear of failure. It's not the fear of of failing publicly. It's the fear of failure. It's the fact that what I think or in my head I have drawn this thing to be, it will never grow to become that thing. And so I will have failed Mm. in something that I feel is fundamentally a part of who I am Mm -hmm. and a part of what I think I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And it would feel like not a failure of the thing. It would feel like a failure of me, basically. Mm. So it's not that I, I genuinely don't care what the other people would think. It's that for me, I wouldn't feel like this thing was the wrong thing. I'd feel like I was wrong and I, I did it badly and I failed. That makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. That makes sense, actually, based on what he was discussing before. I think before he gets to the barriers where he's talking about the different zones that you can operate in. So, you know, yeah. there's like the zone of incompetence so this is the Mm -hmm. thing you really don't know how to do you have your zone of competence where it can be done but others can do it as well um and then there's like the zone zone of excellence excellence, and then the zone of genius so Mm -hmm. i think like for you maybe your creativity falls in your um maybe zone of genius and so that's why you're even more you know sensitive about the yeah yeah yeah, exactly. It falls in my zone of genius, not my zone of excellence. I know I can do it well, but I also know if I did it and it did well enough. You know how he explains in the zone of genius, it stops being... It's that thing where everyone tells you, when you find your passion, it will stop being work. You know, <laughs> and based on how he yeah. explained it even, it's that thing of... For him, even what he does now, it's something he was told as a child he was really good at doing. And it's stepping mm. to something that's innately you. Mm-hmm. and that's what carries you into your zone of genius and it's mm-hmm. that because I feel like it's innate me, innately me if I fail at it it'll feel like a personal failure it won't feel like a failure at the thing mm-hmm. got it yeah that makes sense interesting okay You're... so hidden barrier number two okay he titles mm-hmm. it disloyalty and abandonment. I cannot expand to my full success because it would cause me to end up all alone, be disloyal to my roots, and leave behind people from my past. So basically, it's this thing where when you become successful, you feel guilty and you mm. feel like you need to take everyone with you. And if you can't take everyone with you, then you don't deserve the success um, that you would be getting, basically. So you feel disloyal to the people who are like in your space now. So like for us, for example, as sisters, if like I was suddenly to pop off and then it's just like, oh no, but can I take my sisters with me? If I can't take them with me, is it fair? Like mm. how do I work around that? So that's what disloyalty and abandonment is about. Are you afraid of leaving us? Are you, are you planning to start your, your own podcast and, and leaving us in the lurch? Immediately. Listen, <laughs> not only am I starting my own podcast, I'm starting a podcast network. Also, um, after that, I'm going to start a channel. Um, <laughs> In other words, you're breaking that, the internet. Do yeah, it. I'm going Do to it. be, call me Lily Singh. 
call me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh I don't God. think that I don't worry about leaving you people behind. Also, because I don't feel like that's the kind of relationship we have. I don't feel. Yeah. I, I don't feel like any of us would guilt the other for success. True. I know, I but that like that's the difference with what. Yeah, but, uh, but that's the thing. That's where, like, the fear comes in. Because I know mm. I don't necessarily think it's about, like, the people around you. Because I have no doubt in my mind that if I get success, you guys will be my cheerleaders or vice versa. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thank However, the person going through it, I feel, as personally for me, I know mm-hmm. I would definitely feel some guilt. And I would try and mm. see how I can bring my, at least you two, in with me and so we can all win even though i know me winning is us winning i want to i don't know give a piece of the pie win 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 everything else (laughs) win 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 i swear sometimes i swear sometimes nyam like brings out some hip-hop songs that i did not expect her to know (laughs) like i'm like who the hell is she don't stay. Don't be sleeping on me. They didn't well. believe in us, but God did, man. Quenda. You're But you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. Um, this, I think, was the one that I didn't feel I related to too much. In fact, maybe at all. Because um, I don't... Nem said, I fuck don't... your bitches, I'm winning myself. <laughs> and I'm not taking you with me. You either win with us or you watch us win. Hiya. Um, so I think that the thing about it too is I think this this fear kind of becomes or this barrier is more emphasized if there was like an unspoken rule on, you know, like how things should go. Like you should always be with your sisters or, you know, um, and there's a bit of that in like African culture where it's like you can't go for a sleepover if your sister is not coming along as well, or if you're going for yeah. a movie with your friends, you have to go with your person as well. So those mm-hmm. are maybe some of the things that can instigate this kind of barrier. But I don't really feel like success ends up breaking that unspoken rule. I don't think it's in matter success. Maybe it's like, I mean, like if I got an opportunity to go and work in a different country. I would go, I would feel sad about like not being able to hang out with Kadoni as much as I do now, but why are you I need to be dramatic. Because <laughs> you're planning on leaving me, bitch. <laughs> See, clearly she's really trying to put this disloyalty and abandonment barrier on me, but sure, no. So I feel like if, if it means that I'm thriving, I would not be concerned that, I think you would even be upset if you thought that I was considering your feelings about how this, what this means for you in, in the larger scheme of things. So I think in, in that sense, I was like, I, I cannot relate to this one. That's fair. I understand that, but I feel like a lot of people listening would relate to it because like I was saying, I think it's our circumstance that makes it easier, but it's that thing of when you're the firstborn, you've done really well. You have a brother mm. or sister in Shanks or upcountry. Um, you mm. have to pay school fees for their children. And then True. now it becomes a thing of like, should my children go to a fancy private school when my sister's child is going to go to a public school, but I'm still the one paying? 
Yeah. Like that guilt of, yes, I worked hard for my children and my child deserves to be in, in such name here and WNS, Brookhouse, Brayside, whatever. But it's the people making you feel some type of way because mm-hmm. why are you paying for your child to be in that school when you're paying for my child to be in a public school? Why can't you limit your children or like put them all at the same level? You know what I mean? And I feel like that in culture becomes a bigger thing. So I feel like a lot of our listeners would relate to that one because like for Mm. us guys, the thing is you don't have like, there's no kids. I mean, I can't pay daycare for Kina Corny. No problem. Yeah. But like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I'm like, there's no. I'll send you my next bill. Sure. Sure. No problem. I got PayPal. Um, but like, Manza, you should even that... give us the number of their dog sitter. We can just be holding a team randomly. Like, hey, hope you and your wife are well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god! Random. But like, I feel like that's where people would feel that. Mm. Where, for example, I have a friend who had dad left the mom, had kids with another babe new wife or whatever and then he quit his job and then now he has four kids who my friend and her siblings older siblings have to pay school fees for so like she's been trying to go to uni she can't pay for her own uni because it's that thing of if i pay for mine then these kids won't study is it okay for me to make that decision yeah because it feels like disloyal but in truth, mm. it's your success. So it's that thing of being able to be okay to tell people, um, yeah, I see what you mean. And yes, I am successful. But also, no, it's my money. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard, too. It's crazy hard. But I mm. think that's where it comes in. As it starts to I think you're going to hear the rain, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm on the top floor. Like, it's kind of like... It's okay. It's ambience. Yeah, grab grab your hot chocolate or your tea or something and enjoy I the really vibe. Hey, and it's coming. My ginger tea. It's right? wild. It's yeah. wild. Okay, so then barrier number three is believing more success brings a bigger burden. So I can't expand to my highest potential because I'd be given an even bigger burden than I am now. It's that thing of more money, more problems. Mm. You know. Mm. It's like, whatever it is, you can't have money or added success or whatever it is, and it doesn't come with, like, baggage. Like, people believe that the baggage will increase as your success increases, which is not necessarily true. Mm. So, do you guys feel like more money, more problems? (laughs) Personally, for me, um, I don't. Because I very Mm. much believe that I would rather be crying in my Lamborghini then crying in my fucking face. You know what I mean? Huh, like, right. let's just yeah. be very honest. Let's put I life in perspective. A hundred percent. These bags will be designer, okay? Yeah. Like, what is my Gucci handkerchief? Exactly. Oh it's like that you're taking out of a maze, just being like, oh. exactly. I'll I'll be wiping my tears with my mouth. I'm just kidding. But like honestly, that's how I feel. Like to your face and then just crying to them. Be like, oh. (laughs) 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 
know? Wild. Yeah, but um, quite honestly, like it sounds, I know I make fun of it and I like whatever talk like that, but it's, it's kind of true. Like I would rather have more money and have the problems that more money brings than mm. to have no money and still have problems. Because let's just be honest, if we're broke, we have problems. If we're rich, we have problems. True that. Yeah. You can pay away your problems. Praise the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not all of them, but yeah, you, can, you can soften not the all. blow. Yeah. Exactly. On TikTok, who was just like, when people tell you money can't buy happiness, they're lying. Because in order for you to be established or do anything or make change, you need to have the money. In order for you yeah. to, be able to be big enough, to tell people, excuse me, let's save the forest, you need to be rich. When you're rich is when you'll be like, oh, I can do something about this. So when you're yeah, trying to I think, be rich, I think the way the problem makes a difference. Go ahead, Gyadani. No, I'm saying it makes a difference. That's all I'm saying. It makes a difference oh, having okay. money. Yeah. Yeah, I think the problem comes more with companionship and having mm. that person to like share that because i hear richness can be very lonely um mm. because not everyone like understands the different kind of problems that you're hanging with but i don't know i've never been rich but in my mind i'm like as long as you're a good person and um you'll still have like problems when you're rich however i didn't identify with this um whatever number what three believing more success to disloyalty where it's like, mean? I feel like if I get rich, um, I'll be alone in this space. People won't understand. No, I, um, I'm saying like, I'm saying more like when we're talking about it, like, I feel like that's where people say money doesn't bring happiness. You know what I mean? Mm, How people are like, from money does not bring happiness. It's more from companionship and the surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah, you know, if I don't feel disloyal, because if I'm rich, then my whole family will be rich too. You know, we're coming in. Hallelujah. So, and you guys are not going to disown me because of my riches. You'll get closer Definitely to me. Definitely not. Just end, just end. Let's go. Hey, you guys, uh, let me tell you. Saying, even as you're saying it, it feels like what he's talking about as a barrier. It's that thing of if your brain believes when success happens, it will be a lonely journey. You know what I mean? So maybe that's most the bigger burden. A burden. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most success yeah. is a burden. It's like, I'll be disloyal, I'll be alone, no one will understand what's happening. But that's not true though, because if you check like rich people, if you check rich people, they have their squad with them. There's some people yeah. who tell you, you can't take everyone with you, which is fine. It's something even when you're poor, you'll realize. Yeah. Right? You can't take everyone with you. But I feel like there's a guilt that comes with the success that makes you feel like, no, no one will understand. But, I mean, like, with all the changes that have happened in your life, you found new people. That really sounds crazy. You found new yeah. people yeah. in each space that have worked with the new change that you've happened. But for us guys, we've had the same friends for so long, but each of us has changed and we've continued to evolve together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these yeah. people are mad successful. But it's not like I don't have a guilt of, oh, no, now that my friend is an award-winning director, I can't have, you know. I feel like even in your success, you can always find people that would allow you to feel 
not alone. and that's where and that's where having good people around you and being a good person comes because mm-hmm. i feel like me and you and and yam too we're very good at and i think this 100 percent stems from our parents both of them mm-hmm. um yeah. they are very good at keeping their network and um they have right or dies you know what i mean yeah, being good they have people who have been there my entire life. I'm sure for you mm-hmm. guys, even your entire mm-hmm. lives, there have been people in our parents' squads that are solid. You know what I mean? So I regardless of too. which phase of life you go through, those people are those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Guide, God damn, is it hurricane season? I'm what really wondering. Like, I'm, actually, I'm just telling you now, it feels like that rain of KPLC. You know where they're like, it's time to <laughs> snip. Don't, don't drink. Don't don't drink us. Don't drink us. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Let's okay. go to who? Um, nyam, nyam. Did you just describe oh, your barrier nyam. three? You yeah, like I just. Have... I, I don't. I don't think I, I identify with that being with success being a burden. Hmm. Yeah. Kazani? I don't know. And sometimes I'm like, maybe some of these things I was like, maybe it's the level of success. Maybe once I reach a certain pinnacle, then now I'll be like, oh, any more than this will be too much. But, but you know, I am. Maybe that was a, sour, this, by the way. That was a discussion I was having with my therapist. And she was telling me that she doesn't think I will ever recognize that i am a successful person which is kind of sad wow because she was telling me like i'm always chasing and i'm always like on to bigger and better and i don't take as much time to be present so like Mm. life just continues so when you think of success like right now i wouldn't consider myself a successful person but like there's a lot of shit that she was telling me that i've done I mean, the fact that I have a job means I'm successful. The fact that I'm, I don't know, like, but I don't see those things as successes, you know? So, but that's just Forget a me problem. That. That's a me problem. No, I understand what you're saying. Because even for me, I guess it's that thing of what is success to you. Yeah. Because for me, what I'm accomplishing doesn't feel successful. So like last week I had like a, a crisis where I was just like, okay, God forbid something happened. I was like, Mm, what is the thing that you have done that would prove you know like how in Beyonce's song she's like I was here I'm like is there anything I have done currently in my life that would leave enough of a mark that would make people feel like I was here you of know course what I mean? yeah that's so, what I think of too 100% no, so for you you'd say of course because like for you you'd feel sad but it's not at the level no, of no, no. my friends my family I'm talking yeah. about like is there what anything impact? that is like, yeah, like, is there impact? Okay. Is there like, please, purpose let me tell you. Been... Wait, but I'm saying, like, I understand you're about to go on a rant, relax, but I'm just saying. That's how we feel. It feels like, yes, it feels like what I have accomplished is not yet successful. Yes, hey. 100%. I get it. Yeah. Now, um, you must demolish those barriers. Number one, Shiko, if you just count the number of students' lives you have impacted in the five years that you have been a teacher, it might not be on a scale of the largeness, but from one individual, one by one, one by one, uh, you can start there as your level of success, whether it's in understanding culinary arts, just in general. Let's talk about the girls that you mentor through the dance 
um, coaching, like that stuff is more impactful than just the education. Also, because you're yeah, but you see, the thing is, until I feel like I've reached the level of where I. Like I was telling Christian this last week and it sounds freaking crazy because we talk about dance all the time with me and I'm like, it takes up so much of my time. And we've already, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but you guys know like yeah. something mm. that I've been processing, processing in therapy and everything is just trying to free up space for myself. So they were mm. like, maybe stop coaching dance. You still have your job. It's not like dance is giving you much like income or whatever it is. Mm. Um, you can still keep your job and stop that portion of it. But I was telling him, like, in my position right now, I look at, do you guys watch Cheer or, like, you know of the show on Netflix? No, of, yeah. yeah. The coach right there or, like, Dance Moms, Abby Lee Miller. Like, if <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put myself in a position, I'm going to look at the ones who've gotten success and try and aim for that. And as soon as I have, oh. and, until I have national whatever um a national win or a regional win or something like that i don't feel like my job is done that is so interesting because that tells me your perspective is more around the accolade and the recognition no it's being it's not about the accolade or the recognition it's the accolade and the recognition shows you that you're the top of what you want to be and that's what i want to be the top yeah. That is so interesting. So if you do not get those things, it will not be success for you. There's still more to build. Wow. Like if I was How a musical artist, mean? if I was a musical yeah. artist, I would want to be nominated for a Grammy. Even if we know the Grammy system is shit, like, yeah. Until you're being. Like I got into the system. Exactly. Yeah. That is too interesting, Gadani. Now, also for you, because you are uh, the first community manager in podcasting in Africa, you don't think that that has made Period. an impact in all the? Because it's not just in Kenya. I can count on maybe True, but more than two hands. My... Wait, I had I gave you your time to talk shit about yourself. <laughs> now, <laughs> like the 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 conversations you happen you're having the change you're having in the different countries not just in Kenya yeah um bringing people together urging people to tell their stories thinking about different ways people can tell their stories I mean we're here on a podcast you don't think that that's impact let's even talk about the people who are able to listen to this podcast with the feedback that we get based on the conversations we're having that's not success I'm not saying it's not success I'm just saying it's not yet success like hey, there's levels to success uh-huh. so there's levels to success and it's just like yeah you're doing well but you can do so much better because in my so, head all of the things that are possible even in the position yeah. that i am in i am not reaching my full potential yet and i can see what the potential is and it's upsetting that i can't mm-hmm. get to that level mm-hmm. or i know like i know what it is i need to do to get to that level but it's just really like, until I get there, okay? Until I can be in a space where I can be like, those guys in Ghana and the guys in Kenya came together and this thing happened because I played a role. You know what I mean? And there's but that's things the case like that are happening. It doesn't feel like it's happening at the level. It's that thing for, yes, you know each other, but we have When no, will it click? There's nothing to show when there's something to show for it. Because right now there's nothing to show for it. 
there's a lot of titles and there's a lot of fluff, but it doesn't feel like there's anything tangible to show for it. You don't think there's a community out of it? I feel like there's a community with me. Networking. So I am, I am connecting people, but I want them to be able to connect to themselves. I want to be able to take myself out of it. And until I've created a space that that can thrive on its own, that if I'm out of the equation, this system still flows, it's not been done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, at all wow. so okay. i need to be able to take like if i can't take myself out and it continues to thrive is not being done or right now i just to bring another whatever or if i remove myself from it and it doesn't work i also know that i had success there because now that i'm right. not that now that i'm not doing whatever it is it's shutting down it's not running as smoothly so for you sustainability okay sustainability is cool but also lack of sustainability would give me pleasure (laughs) (laughs) she could it's me and my ego (laughs) if i leave any crushes i have done a good job thank you exactly No, I get that. Because, like, there's a job I had. And there, was, there was such joy in my heart when I was, like, when I left, they had to replace me with two people to do my job. And I'm, like, yeah, I'm that person. But when <laughs> so I was in that job, it. I didn't successful. But when I left, I'm, like, you're better recognized. Uh-huh. Okay, so, but but in, me, that, for me, I in that role, you are, not feeling, you are not feeling successful even then? No. It didn't feel like success when it happened. It felt like success when I left. Because it's, like, now you can see that what wow. I was doing because you see for me it's that thing of and that's why I'm saying I feel like I want to be able to see the impact it's not what I mm. think because I know mm. I'm great we have established that I know I'm <laughs> but I need other people not necessarily to recognize me I want to be able to see my magnificence spread mm. not to the point that it's me at the center it's like oh my god she did the thing no no I don't need to be the thing I want to be able to stand somewhere and be able to look at everything happening and be like, my fingerprint is over there. I touch mm. that there. I touch that there. And this success in this space, based on how it has happened, would never have happened without those touch points. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I don't necessarily want the glory. Again, not for me, for the sustainability oh. of it. Oh, hallelujah. But basically, to to close this chapter, what I'm saying is your fingerprints are already showing, both of you. I think it's your definition of what the success is that makes you not look at the thing that is happening now, going back to what Shiko's therapist was saying, as success. Um, and so aiming for the for the next thing, for the next thing, for the next thing. So it's like, okay, you haven't gotten a Grammy, but you have like a VMA, you have an AMA, you have a Soul Train Award. Um, but now That's you're just Soul like... <laughs> Girl, I have to show my age up in here, man. So a BET award, you know, AMA, whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I, I get it. But at the same time, I want to encourage you that the work is the work. The winds are there. Yeah, we hear you, but we reject you. you are Shame fighting. on you! Thank you can't you. reject me. Nonsense. Um, barrier number four. I didn't reject you. I rejected your findings. Barrier okay. number four, the crime of outshining. Okay. The unconscious mantra of outshining goes like this. 
I must not expand to my full success because if I did, I would outshine, insert name here, and make him or her look bad or feel bad. So they say this is mostly for like kids who are very gifted and talented. And then based on like how the attention happens when their parents are doing certain things. So like if I get more attention, um, like if I pass my exam and my sister doesn't, and then my sister gets in trouble for not doing as well as me, I minimize my shine so that she's not in as much trouble, basically. Mm. That's so, interesting. The crime of outshining. I think I have this sim, sim, syndrome. Symptoms. <laughs> you have this barrier. barrier. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I have a blood test that shows it is I. <laughs> I feel like she it's so redundant father. because like when you listen to what I just said about how I feel, um, mm about getting to the top and achieving the top and not feeling successful until I get there. I'm very cautious about how I do it because I don't want to step on people's toes on mm. the way up, you know? So like, for instance, let's mm. talk about my job real quick. In the school that I teach at, there's two of us who work there as in mm. as culinary teachers. Um mm. We teach one of the same classes. Hold on. The Instacart guy is delivering my groceries. So um, Cornelius and Corona are about to spurs. Um, that's how my Sunday is going. I'm having my good groceries <laughs> delivered because please, please. Mm. Anyway, um, she is an older teacher. She's more established in her teaching career. Because she has, I mean, she's been teaching, she's what, in her 30th year now. So she's literally wow. about to retire. She's in her 30th mm. year. I was new to education when I came into this job. Mm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have more experience in culinary arts, however, than she does. Because she's been True. an educator for 30 years. She went to college 30 years ago. And... It was one of those when home ec became culinary. She stopped teaching mm -hmm. home ec and started teaching culinary. So, Cornelius mm. and Corona. They said, who are you? Give a fork. Would I have to Wow, do? so cute. In season two, you are trying to say fork. <laughs> yeah, so... Um. Um, I feel this like I'm more experienced. You see, because <laughs> you guys always try and hide the thing. You mean it, but you're not going to just say fuck. You see? Oh my gosh. Continue. So, she, I, I feel like I definitely know more of our curriculum and can teach them more industry standard culinary arts you know what i mean mm. not just the textbook mm -hmm. like we'll go over the textbook and we'll teach you stuff in there but i'll teach you like real life if you wanted a job in a restaurant like yeah, these yeah. are the things that you need to focus on and these are the skills you actually need to have and mm. for my first two three years of teaching i followed her ways because mm. um not because I think she's better than me, but she had more experience in yes, the true. teaching aspect of things. Um, and then I've gotten to the place where 
she's taught me so much great stuff. Like I would not have the classroom management and like the cr- eh, classroom, the yeah. classroom knowledge yeah. and how like to run enjoying? that actually actual part without her. She's helped me mm. greatly. But mm. I'm also allowed to be like, okay, this worked, but I can bring in something I know will work too. And mm. it doesn't have to offend day. her. You know what I mean? Like me being like, hey, I like this activity, but I've been thinking about like changing it to do this, this, whatever. Me and her mostly, well, we collaborate well. We work together well. We don't have Mm. issues or whatever. It's just that I feel like I could do some stuff differently and better. And just having the balls to bring it up to her, like I'm changing this activity to this instead of this, um, which overall I feel like would make our program a little more successful. I had to wait three years because Mm. I wanted her to know the kind of person I am where I'm not just coming in and trying to change it. Like Mm. I appreciate what you've done, but here, let me take over. You know what I mean? True. True. And I think it worked because she knew my character and knew my, who I was before I, changed the i switched to the flip on her before you have shown her (laughs) exactly you know so i think that's the thing it's not necessarily outshining i think it's seeing it as outshining that makes it the guilt like brings the guilt of it makes it a barrier it's you're not outshining the person you're just doing it different and it's not necessarily that her system is wrong because it has worked for 30 years It's Mm. it's outdated but it's just for you now it needs to change and that's okay. You know what I mean? It's not outshining, mm. it's not doing anything, it's just adjusting. And if you think about it that way, instead of I'm doing better and I'm taking over whatever it is, it takes away that feeling of outshine because then you don't have to worry about how will this person take it mm. because your intentions are absolutely clean and pure. Um, so you're not trying to like do better than the person. It's just mm. in this space based on my knowledge here because I mm. was educated in this space and I have worked in kitchens and this is how the system works. Mm. This is the adjustment that needs to be made. So yeah, but I also don't think that... Shining, I also don't think I needed to have waited that long. Correct. You know what this I mean? Now what I was getting That's actually. where the outshining, outshining hey. comes in. I don't know what's happened with your tongue today, but you are right. It's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> heavy. Yeah, no, but it's true. So I think the thing about the outshining is it's not necessarily outshining. It's not wanting the other person to feel or look bad. Mm. That's what I meant by it. True. Because you're considering their feelings. Feel- yeah, but it's me who thinks they're... Like, I feel like I'm outshining them. But in truth, if you think about it, you're not outshining them. Mm-hmm. So it's the thought process that needs that's- to change. Yeah, it's the yeah. thought process that needs to change. Where it's just like, I'm not trying to take over your job or whatever it is. Mm, that's fair. It's just in sense. this space, this works better. So it's not because mm. I came up with the idea that it's better. It's that mm. in this space, this works better. Now, yeah. if you want to take it as I was trying to train you, you know whose problem that is? Not mine, because it's that's not my barrier. It's yours. It's yeah. perspective. And so it's one of the perspective. Yeah, so then you just have to determine for yourself what your barriers are or recognize them and then now change or adjust based on that. So if like, for example, in this situation, she goes like, I feel like I was out training her. She needs to call herself to a meeting 
and be like, what is it about this process that made me feel like I had to wait three years, you know, mm-hmm. in order to in order for this to happen, even though I knew it would make it more successful for both of us. Yeah, like True. that becomes a conversation the you need question. to have with yourself. Yeah, because you're trying to be in Ooh, your zone of excellence, and you should be in your zone of genius. Correct. Yeah. So the thing for me about this crime of outshining, I think when he was describing it, he was also talking about sometimes you will dim your shine, but then there are other times that you will shine and then make yourself appear not to enjoy it for this, mm. like with the same, uh, whatever in yeah. Yeah, that thing triggered in me, like some, you know, those machach traumas of humility and, uh-huh. um, so <laughs> so for me this one I was like this is the other thing I can identify with and I think one of it like I've mentioned is like that thing of being humble being meek you know not 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 being like you know just to be like yeah you know when someone is like hey you really did a good job or whatever then you're like yeah it's just God you know have you guys seen the <laughs> Burna Boy Trevor Noah interview no yeah, it's interesting how uh, they so Javanoa is interviewing Burna Boy and um I'm just gonna misquote it but whatever. Um <laughs> Trevor is pretty much saying the difference with Nigerians and the rest of the African countries is even mm-hmm. Trevor with all his success, um, if someone asks him how he's doing or whatever it is, he's just like, Oh, you know, I'm trying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just it's like um, you pushing by, you know, you know I'm but just Nigeria trying. just like you know, I made a million. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's, so, it's true. So it's yeah. one of the things that I felt triggers that is that like uh, Christiana bringing of just be humble, you know, everything. And yes, still for the glory of God, all glory to him credited to him. But also I'm intelligent and great at what i do now the other thing i think that um kind of (laughs) (laughs) jesus is surrounded by outspoken people he was like i'm so sexy you should leave your husband Oh wow! I'm like, where is this humility in the Bible? Oh my God! <laughs> was not humble either. Was like, and actually, Shori, she went and got a man drunk. I mean, like, there's no humility. Where? Yeah. <laughs> so, Haya, that is the first oh, one. The other thing I think is just like maybe work culture, um, and maybe I don't know if it's only in small organizations, but I think in general, there's this like whole collaborative, you know, we're a family type of approach of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, especially in like SMEs in Kenya, I've had like various conversations with so many people. Um, but then what are this small and medium enterprises, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So not like a massive business or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a lean team and, you know, everybody's kind of relying on one another for the success of their department or for things to go well, there's this idea that, okay, in as much as um, everybody's playing their part, um, my success is everyone's success. You mm. get, so it's, it, um, it kind of now makes you feel like even when someone is like, oh, you really put together a great event. Um, 
and for sure I did everything from start to finish. Yeah. But I'll be like, oh, thank you so much for the support team. And, you know, the team was helpful in X, Y, Z. When it comes down to it, that's really my win. But then you feel that pressure to be like, yeah, you know, it's everybody, you know, we, we all pulled together, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, it's, I think uh, I, I would say also like a woman thing. Yeah. So you don't, Hey, I've been in so many like boardrooms and like just in the workspace, a man yeah. will come. And I think there's, there's plenty of studies around this as well. You know, even I will like read a job description and I will not meet the criteria of like three things. And I'll be like, Oh, I guess maybe I don't fit this role necessarily. A guy will fit two items of an, a list of 11 and, and send be that like, application. I'm applying, you know, and even <laughs> like it's the not stuttering, you know, things like negotiation and, and there's various studies on all of this information. But mm -hmm. um, I think those are some of the things that, kind of um make you even when you're shining not want or want to dim the shine so that other people are not you know uh saying so it's this is i guess one of those barriers that i'm aware i have had um but it's also something that i've been working on you know to to be like actually i'm the baddest exactly you know and, you know have um, you started looking at women true. who are at the top like ceos and exactly everything, and you're like the, the, that's how you know these women are powerful because just to get to that level in the world that we live in mm. those women have done the damn thing you know what i mean true but it's also that they're there being paid zero in comparison to the men at that level even though they say like what Nyam is saying, a woman will only apply for a job when she's fully qualified, which already makes you overqualified. Mm. So if this is me of like for CEOs, because it had becomes a thing like that. You're, yeah, so you're overqualified for what it is you're coming for. You're going to be paid less for what it is. But then as a woman also, because you need or feel like, because we've been taught this thing of, we have fought so much of like, in order to keep this space, I must prove. So you end up doing so much more work than what it is that you're actually being paid for. Mm. Whereas you always have that guy in the office who does, when I say their minimum. <laughs> and then it's like that person who's like BFFs with the bosses. And then we'll declare, oh my God, guys, I sent an email. And then expect <laughs> us to all upload. You know what I mean? And that's... <laughs> And that time as babes, mm -hmm. you're just there sitting on burnout, just being like, Jesus, I still have to send. It's like, we're yeah. celebrating one email, I sent 50, you know. But yeah. I think that's also, in that thing called shining, I think, I didn't thought about myself in that space, but I think that's where it is, where when they tell you as women, list down the things you've done and you think you've accomplished, because mm -hmm. then you're able to go back into the space and be like, I did this, 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 and this. I deserve mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Because you couldn't have done this, this, and this without me. And it took like my boss being like, this is how you have to do it. And she was like, I understand how hard it is for a woman. Mm. But if it's the last thing we do, we gotta do like, it. This has to be done because mm. then if you're able to do it. If we're, if we're taught to do it in our generation, that's how we'll teach our daughters. We'll be like, Unandika list, write the list, mm. walk up and be like, listen, this I is want how it is. I have done. Yeah. Like, mm. be that obnoxious man that irritates you and celebrate <laughs> yourself writing an email. When he's like, I wrote an email, you should be like, actually, Tim, I didn't think, I had said I'm done with 
um what my thing was for this week but i sent five emails no because like for real i'm just trying to explain how bad like the things they celebrate it's like mm. i need a phone call and you're just like I are we seriously mean. acting like that yeah. phone call did anything Whereas in that same amount of time, I have gotten five people to sign this, 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 gotten this number mm. of partnerships, gotten this. Mm. And I'm just like, but I'm not being celebrated, but we are celebrating you. Yeah. But then it's also realizing that it's because myself, I won't say anything also. So how are they going to celebrate me? If Correct. Not tell them what I've done, you know, but it's completely working against everything that is innately you. Call it church trauma, call it being a woman, call it everything mm. where you're just like, because even when you speak up as babes, it's my therapist was saying how there's once when she worked in like corporate, she went to a board meeting and when the board started being like, I don't know what, all the men kept quiet and she was like, actually, no, we had had a meeting and we agreed. And all of them were just like, what? Even the board being like, who's this woman speaking? You know, you gotta but, say it. But how do you learn how to say it? You know, that's the thing. It's so much easier to just be like, you gotta say it. But then when it comes to me, I'll see it next week. It's actually hard. Don't touch your nini on your ear. Every time you do it, we hear it. Okay. Hiya. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, yeah, for me, at the end of the day, I was like, the thing about this shining is I'm going to shine and I will also appear to enjoy it. Yeah, it's the no more no more uh, humility, Nini. No pretending. When you mm-hmm. see, you see. Yeah. No more pretending. Amen. So now, they say the thing about upper limit work is that it doesn't take much time to spot where the problem is coming from. So now that we've explained to you your barriers, you're able to be more aware of what it is you're doing in every situation. So like if you've been having a great time and suddenly something happens, you can call yourself committee and be like, okay, where did the change happen and which barrier mm. did I trigger mm-hmm. and then work towards working away from it. So let's say if you had triggered the feeling of outshining, just be like, did I actually outshine or was this what's happening? And then mm. get yourself back on track because the idea like Niam had mentioned before is to get into the zone of genius where it's the space where you're doing work, but you're not actually doing work because it's so innately who you are that it stops being like work so you're not in your zone of excellence where they say your zone of excellence is where you do things really well and people give you your accolades and everything and you like being in that space because it's also comfortable because you know what you're doing versus now being in your zone of being we in your have zone a visitor. of genius i can see hi maria hi roshi hi Karosh. okay bye yeah so being in that zone that allows you to not be afraid of failure but go like head first into what it is you believe you are and everything mm. yeah it has a lot to do with yeah. um, how you view yourself and self, self-esteem too it does <sighs> yeah imposter syndrome hey, in a nutshell we all do it's, yeah it's that voice in your head yeah and now for parents um it is important again because clearly the only thing we have learned is zero to 18 is when this mad- madness happens. Yeah. 
So take time to teach your children these things as well when they are young so that they're able to learn, okay, what is it that I'm doing? Figure mm. out like when you're talking to your kids, are you making them feel some type of way about like, I'm afraid to outtrain my brother or sister mm. based on how you're reacting to like their success and things like that. Are you making them feel like they need to adjust? Those are things you have to be aware of, not Those only important. for yourself, but for your kids as well. True. Important. And especially yeah. for girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The theme, I, I think we're going to be releasing this when it's still in the 16 days of activism against uh, gender based violence, um, mm. which happens like every year. But I feel like, uh, I think this year the theme is around um, uniting uh, activism. No, not activism. Um, I think it's around women and girls so i'm just like the thing we're talking about in terms of this not being able to speak up because your girl was taught you know to just cower or you know this is not her place to speak up or yeah. you know whatever those little things are happening you know they don't start when we're in the workplace it's subliminal messaging that happens all all around us so mm. especially for girls i think uh, in your parenting Mufikiri it's definitely important. Yeah. Hiya. The book is called What for those of them who want to read it? It's called The Big Leap. There's also a second book called The Zone of Genius, but start with The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's, um, you can find it anywhere you get books. There's an audio version as well if you're those guys for listening. I was and that guy. And he also Super. has a podcast. You're that guy. Yeah. He also has a podcast that basically breaks down different versions of the book as well it's called the big leap if you'd rather go that way first before you decide what you're going to do with the book thanks gaveni for leading us and i'm gonna you're give welcome. you more work where can they find us <laughs> you can find us on social media on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at okkiasi that is o-k-a-y-k-i-a-s-i on all platforms you can also email us actually guys have been really writing us emails thanks yes. um you can write to us at okkiasi at gmail.com send us good vibes send us your thoughts on the podcast if you think anything like if there's something you have questions follow up whatever it is we'd love to hear from you absolutely and as always i am shiko i'm nyam and I'm Gadani. This has been OK Kiasi. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.